Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Welcome back to a fresh new episode of Missing Curfew. I'm Shane O'Brien. And I'm next to you. I am the updog. Up dog, we made we're back in the friendly kind confines of Hall Pass Studio, which is nice. It's nice to be back here with you. I gotta be honest, I kind of miss uh, I miss the road. I miss the hotel beds. I miss <laughs> you know eating out. I miss that sunshine in Phoenix. Damn, and Vegas. Like I mean, what a what a week. What a weekend. What, what a week. What a week. And I was out for my morning stroll this morning, and I was listening to the beauties on Pardon My Take and. Um, Next year, the Super Bowl is in Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Heads up. The same week as the Waste Management. So maybe we just book a, the sickest Airbnb we can right now because we will be there. Yeah, yeah. A great Airbnb. Great team effort by everybody great included. Airbnb. Great Airbnb. Media. Great Super, job on the road. Super comfy Airbnb. The, that was the coldest pool I've ever witnessed in my entire life where you jumped in. I jumped in first, then you did a good video for the boys, which is great. But that was like a cold plunge. I don't mind a good cold. No, it's good for the hangover. It's great for, uh, it kind of starts your day off in this like fight or flight type, you know, attitude. Like, are we (laughs) going to do this or or not? Gives a little challenge to start the day off. And I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I I mean, it took my hangover immediately away, but uh, the hot tub and we're going to get that. It's going to be on my milk. Oh, they gave us 10% off. I got an email yesterday. You did? Nice. 10% off. Okay, good. Because if the hot tub doesn't work, that's. You know me, Uppy. I'm not all for like, you know, I don't ask for my money back for a whole lot. But when the tub's not working for three nights, especially when I wanted to use it the last night, get in there for a nice soak, you know, so 10% I think is nice. Uh, I think, though, they might charge us 10% extra because they think via some photos that leaked online 
that we had maybe too many people in the house because there was one guy in particular sleeping on the couch all weekend. Mr. Max. Max Miller. Hey, he's a couch guy. What can I say? He, this is what I thought you liked the couch. This guy, he doesn't even like sleep in his bed. He just fucking, when, when, the, when, the, when the switch is off, it's off. <laughs> it doesn't matter where. He'll sleep in the hallway, couch. It don't matter, right? No, it don't matter, no. That was great, though, that the big guy put the missing curfew shit all over him. That was, that was a good way to top off the fellow tour. Fellow yeah. tour, what a name, by the way, to A-Hall coming up with that. Fellow tour. The fellow tour passes were a big hit everywhere it went up. So we were giving them out. Yeah, we got in the Bay Club. We got, you know, backstage. We got uh, 16th hole. You know, shout out to all our boys, too, in Scottsdale that made our trip excellent. My boy, Dodger and Hart, thank you. His lovely wife, Rachel, they just, they're absolute animals. Great people. Shane and Christine Thompson, shout out to you guys uh, and their beautiful family. And then our boy, Darcy Hordachuk. Old Hordy. Maybe he could have gave us a little more. Eh? Old Hordy. Good interview. But yeah, he he was, was MIA the last couple of days there. Yeah, I thought, he's, uh, good thought, interview, he'd like, thought he'd like to hang out with us a little bit more. I thought so too, to be honest with you. But he did come on the pod, which was nice. Um, Princey will bring you in. Princey, you made her back. Negative COVID test and all. Um, fuck, what did you think of your first week on the road with the boys? I thought you hung in there all right. I can be honest with you. I thought you hung in there all right. <laughs> I am back, boys. I'm, I'm glad to be home, but I'm kind of like up here. I missed the road road a little bit. I passed all my tests. Honestly, boys, I'm shocked with the amount of people that we ran into, but I passed all my tests. I'm good to go. It was a great time, boys. I, I can't thank you enough for including me on this. And, you know, I, I tried to do a, a pretty good balance of giving her when I could, but at the same time remaining professional because there's people at home that uh, that needed our clips, that needed our footage, our videos, all that stuff. So I, I thought I did a pretty good job of balancing. Yeah, I thought you were a pro. I thought you were yeah. a pro. I thought yeah. you were a pro. It took him a little bit to settle in. He was a little starstruck there yeah. in Vegas. <laughs> a little, a little yeah, starstruck when the boys when the boys started piling into uh, you know the missing curfew place at the Hard Rock. You know, I know we touched on this with him on our last interview, and uh, yeah. Prince, you did a hell of a job. Hell of a job. You know, I I saw the I saw the eyes wide open when when our boy Tom Wilson walked in. A little bit of a man crush there from our boy Mark Prince, yeah. and then Jack Eichel. Like fuck it, fuck is that Jack Eichel? Ikes. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna get into some Jack Eichel. Ikes, he's back. Yes, sir. Baby. Yes, sir. Princey, what'd you like better, Vegas or Scottsdale? Real quick. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I I really liked Vegas just with the, all the stuff that we got to do and all the NHL people that we got to run into and like. You know, people saw the uh, the interviews that we had, but the amount of other people that we ran into on the street in the hotel and, you know, we bumped into Sheldon Surrey and George Peros and Sheldon was nothing but complimentary with what uh, what I've been posting about him on Missing Curfew. And, you know, we went out for dinner and all that stuff. And I, I like Vegas, but it's not it's not like it's a, a huge uh, advantage over Vegas and Arizona. Up dog waste management, fellow. First of all, thank you again to Steely. Keegan Bradley, Max Holma, Darcy Hordachuk, and Mike Commodore. Commodore's the beauty. Yeah, yeah. Our new, uh, our new, uh, you know, partner in in crime. I feel like he wants to come down here and maybe tee it up. I'll tell you what. I move in the Bay Club April first, um, and then I'm going to invite Commodore out for a weekend of golf at Big Canyon and some dinners and. He'll like the Bay Club, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I always He admired. did have to cut a few things out of the podcast, though. I got We got a text from him last night saying, hey, boys, uh, the girlfriend stuff there. I'm gonna yeah, have to we don't want to get anyone in trouble, you know? No, not, we're not about that. just ourselves. Yeah. We're, if we're getting anyone in trouble, it's just ourselves. Yeah, no, we get enough of that. Up dog, I wanted, I don't know how the Thunderbirds work, but um, I want to, I want to like nominate you for a Thunderbird. I don't know how it works. I know you got till 40. 
But I took a lot of things away from the weekend, and the, one of the things was I think Uppy could be a Thunderbird. Um, yeah. You know, first of all, you could wear the outfit without sweating your nuts off, which I think is a That's prerequisite, true. right? Gee, yeah. Uh, I saw those guys out there on Sunday of the final in the playoff in the fucking sun beating down on them. They're in the Thunderbird suit. I was like, fuck, Uppy could be out there not sweating. Like most people would be leaking. It's like a velvet. And they don't stop for a whole week, which is right up your fucking avenue too. So have you done any digging? Does that interest you at all? Or do you have to live in Scottsdale? Or what's the what's the rule on that? Jeez. I know you got to put in a little time. You gotta, well, that, yeah. You got to put in a little time. It's, it's a very um, exclusive club, invitation only. You don't even know how you get invited. It's kind of like this behind the scenes, challenge the guy, see what he's all about, see if he can pull through. How are his connections? Is he personable? Does he smile? Does he say thank you? Is he very polite? One thing I, one thing I took out of a, you know, my, my Thunderbird experience, they all say hi. They all ask you how you're doing. They mm -hmm. all ask you if you need something. Um, they all have, you know, this kind of aura like, hey, what can we do for you? Which is it's a talent. It's not a, it's yeah. not a, you know, it's not a gift or a, or anything that, you know, I one, I think had. most of the thing, uh, the Thunderbirds are married too. Right. But if you were, <laughs> I'm just thinking if you were a single guy as a Thunderbird, it's your week to shine because you, they can literally pull people anywhere they want to go. Right. But they have, they have it coming from all angles. Like yeah, they, yeah. they have to entertain so many people. I can imagine that probably by the end of the week, they're kind of like, but everyone's super nice to go to the way to, to say hi to you and, and make you feel like, I guess you're, part of the tourney yeah well, i mean it's such a big production and even our boy al hall who can produce the best of best events and has been around live events his whole life said that this is unbelievable yeah the build out is crazy um the music combined so you basically have a stage coach in coachella with with a golf tournament um and then just you know how many guys end up just face planted into the, you know, the 17th bunker because they're just completely gone from, from drinking all a weekend lot of people. And it's hot there, right? It's hot. And it's like, you're fucking staying up. And if you don't get the, you know, don't get that nutrition, the hydration, those IV bags. I mean, it's tough. It's, it's a tough. tough week. It's a tough week. And thank you uh, to DraftKings with the Kiva club set up. Cause we had the sun on 17 and then we had the shade on number 10 where we were. And like you said, obviously I'm a big shade guy, but it was nice to have both sides of that going. Drivable par four on 17 and then a par four on, on number 10. So thank you once again to DraftKings. And then Updog, uh, the bird's nest. It's fucking Bonnaroo. Listen up, I got all my notes, but when you talk to Dodge or whoever next year, we need our own golf cart. <laughs> we got to make it happen. Up, we, uh, we, got, we need our own golf cart. We need, we need our golf like, cart. We need like Aves at Bonnaroo where Aves had his own golf cart. You need to put a request in right now that missing curfew. We'll get our passes through DraftKings and, and stuff like that. But from the from the Thunderbirds, do you think? I, I I don't think we need it though. I think we need it. It's just to get to the. the I think you need your own golf cart. No, I think you just gotta. It's too hard to get your own golf cart. I think. Well, with that attitude, it is. I better get We're, in. I'm I better a, get in as a I'm Thunderbird. I'm giving you 362 days here to fucking get on fucking it. I better fucking start being Thundy style if I want that. I bet you if you put in their ear like, listen, we we need a golf cart for this reason to bring in our equipment. But think about when the tournament ends to get to the bird's nest. Golf cart. No, you... you, you no? Know? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, so I we think, needed to bring in our gear. Need, no, you just need... We need Manny, our boy with the sprinter van. That's what we need. We, we had him. Or we bring or our we, own sprinter van. Yeah. Or we exactly. bring our own sprinter van. There you go. Now you're Because we, got, we caught a bounce of all bounces the first night. You, were, you went buzzing to meet your boy Dodge. Uh, we brought all the gear out. 
I, I, I grabbed a few things, eh? What did I grab? Oh, yeah. You had, you had a big camera bag. Camera bag. Grab something tripod. else. Tripod. for a couple. Of, but then Manny, boom, 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 brought us in side cheese. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that, you caught Manny. That's that's good. We caught Manny. Because I got him right after he dropped you guys off, which is perfect. Yeah. And that's... That yeah, setup was unbelievable. By the way, I got to send Manny some money. Baxed your own money? I gave him a hundred dollar tip. Yeah, we owe him a little bottom. bit more. We do, eh? Yeah, I'll bet more. Okay. I gave him a hundred. Tell him, hey, to remember, I gave him a hundred. I'm like, hey, remember this, okay? Here's a hundred. Yeah, no, that's a good. That's a good guy. So we go in, side cheese, boom, backstage up to the, in the bird's nest behind the stage where Diplo was playing. There's free drinks, beautiful women serving, food in the back. Like couches, everything. It's amazing. I'm like, fuck, I don't know if we deserve to be here or not. But anyways, we stayed there the entire Wednesday night and we ran into so many guys, right? Brandon Morrow, Kelly Chase, Ray Whitney, uh, Dave Scatcher, who was my first fucking NHL fight. I'm going in to take a piss. I haven't seen Scatchy in, I don't even know, man, 20 years, no, 15 <laughs> years. He's got this big beard. He's probably like, well, fuck. Pretty you? big guy. He's probably like, oh, what was you kind of fat now too? But I'm like, Scatchy. And he's like taking a piss. He's like, oh, it's like, I just to see him. And I hadn't seen him out of training camp with him in, in Vancouver. Yeah. Saw him and then Commodore. Um, am I missing anyone else that we were? Fucking? Kelly Chase told me a couple legendary stories. Prince, you were listening. You were like, oh, talk about Starstruck. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Chaser's a story guy. He's oh like, so tell God. me. He I gives me this one. Uppy. So tell me who the who the guys come on the best stories. And I'm thinking, fuck. I'm looking back. I'm like, you know, Shaddy's been great. We had Stamkos on. He told some good stories. I mean, fucking Getsy comes on and gives us some good shit. Prongs, you know, Prongs gives some good old stories, but we had to drag it out of him. And he's like. Their stories suck. <laughs> I'm the fucking storyteller. You haven't asked me to come on your pod. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. You're the first guy I asked. I asked you. I asked him. I think I asked him at least over a year ago because he's perfect. All he, does, he doesn't shut up, so he's got stories coming out of his fucking eyeballs. And his so ear. yeah, so he was like, "Fuck, you guys haven't." After I'm like, "Chaser, up he asked you. You told him that you're fucking done yeah. doing podcasts." Yeah. He's like. Fuck, you might have been right. He's like, <laughs> I was like, I was having a bad day, and I told up, you fuck you, I'm done podcast. That's exactly what he but said. But he said he would come on, and Ray Whit and Ray Whitney too, and the Wizard. What a beauty! I'm like, dude, listen, and this is to anyone that wants to come on. We don't need stories of like, if you want to tell the stories, absolutely. But we're more just want to shoot the shit with you boys, and then the stories come out, and that's what Wizard said. He said, I'll get on there with you and that beauty upshaw, and I'll start humming these stories. And I'm like, well, we'll cut them if yeah. we have to. No, he's just a real pro. I think he wants. To, if he did come on, he wants it to be like. Good. He wants it to be good. He just doesn't, you know, I, I don't think he's been on a pod and really like, he doesn't want it to be boring. Yeah. He wants to come on and like be able to really like Bridget share he, some good insight and stories. And him and his wife, Bridget, are two of my favorite. She's teammates. so nice. She's the best. They threw the best fucking parties. She gave us a big hug. They she's always like, had the best Halloween costumes. Um, they live a very great life yeah. and two Fort Saskatchewan beauties and. Fort good northern, good northern Alberta, but yeah, Fort Saskatchewan. Yeah, they're from both loops. From, yeah, so was Kami. I know. That's I crazy. never knew that. How did I not know? I that? I actually book? did know that. And I just I forgot. But when he was telling the stories, I was like, it all makes sense now. Yeah, the wizard's wife. What's her name again? Help me out. Bridge. She's awesome. So she came up, gave me a big hug, and was like, "I'm so sorry about mm. Jimmy." When I heard about the news, and I was like, "Wow, that's you know that was really nice of her." So. Yeah, you know who you forgot? Who did I forget? Yeah, handsome schmansome Taylor Pyatt. Oh, the bear. The big piesy. The bear. Fuck, he looks good. Like, he Always. can still play. Just a weapon on him. <laughs> he's, got, <laughs> he's got a weapon for all his teammates. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, he looks great. I'm like, Eyes are as blue as that fella on your shirt. Yeah, I'm like, come on in on the podcast. He's like, ah, you know me, Obes. I don't really say a whole lot. I'm like, bear, we'll get you. Like, me and we'll help you. We'll just we'll have fun with you. It'll be good. Yeah, he's a beauty. Yeah, he looks good. Coaching now. His wife, he was there the night before. That was great. I saw his wife. Yeah, I saw his wife the night before. She's like, tonight's my night. 
tomorrow night's Taylor's night. I'm like, is that how marriage is? Like, is that how a successful marriage works? Because I don't know. Maybe that's, I'll write that down in my little notebook. And then Mike Commodore <laughs> notebook. You just keep taking notes, my man. You keep taking the hockey notes. Speaking though, of right? notes, I got Sam Hunt fucks here on my notes. Um, I don't love his tunes, but every other girl that was in that bird's nest fucking, it was panties. I was waiting for the panties and bras. Yeah, you're like, has any panties? Bro? That was hilarious when you said that. Um, and I don't know. He looks like the fact daddy a little bit. With the beard. I think, I think, I think he kinda, looks like the fact If you want to be a rock star, you kind of got to look like the O'Reilly. Yeah. I will say this about Sam Hunt. I, I don't know much of his tunes. And, you know, live is better than anything, right? I liked how he changed the pace of the fucking concert, right? Like, at one point, he slowed her down, and then he picked her up, and then he rocked it out a bit. Like, he's a pretty Gamer. good showman. Gamer. Yeah. 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 It, uh, that country's okay. Eh? I know. I don't love it. I'm not going to lie. But, I mean, I thought his stage presence was, was pretty good. I like when they get into, like, an old cover, right? What's the one fucking Brooks and Dunn song they played to the guy before him? Like the rain and sleeping in the dark. You know the one, Prince. You don't pretend like you don't fucking know now. Well, it's Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Yeah, you and me going fishing in the dark. Oh, yeah. Well, who is it? It's not Brooks and Dunn. Nitty, nitty Gritty. Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Nitty fucking Gritty Dirt Band. Just like you probably got on the weekend. Nitty Gritty, but... <laughs> Anyways, Waste Management, thank you. Thunderbirds, uh, Uppy, thanks for everything you dialed in there. Two Hall Pass, great work. Uh, we will be back there next year. If you haven't been there, fucking put it on your calendar. Um, Updog, Super Bowl recap. We made a little uh, guest appearance at Tom's Watch Bar at LA Live. It was awesome. Um, it was. What a, what a setup. What a setup. What a spread. Larry for just good old-fashioned football food. Larry Fitz. What a beast. Beast. What a guy. Like, fucking gamer, huh? Yeah. Did he ever golfer. win a Super Bowl? He won one. Kurt Warner? No, he lost. Remember Roethlisberger threw it to Santonio Holmes oh, yeah. at the very last play of the game, and Santonio Holmes just kept his fucking t his toes in. You guys remember that one, eh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, legendary. Mm -hmm. So he lost one in the – I think that was – I think he's only played in one Super Bowl. But he's a beast. Sick yeah, golfer. He, yeah, well-respected guy in his league and his peers, and uh, he knows Shane Doan quite well. He does? Yeah. So he knows Donor. He loves the golf. Obviously, he played in the in the pro am. He said he didn't hit the green. He's, he's a good golfer, but he tugged one on sixteen. He said, "Fuck, that can happen." The best of that'll life. happen. That'll happen. Twenty three twenty for the Rams. Binger, congratulations, Updog. I told you all week I was going to go Rams money line and then t bump up the Bengals to from four and a half to five. The very last second, I went Bengals plus five, Bengals money line. So I came out, sister kisser, even Steven. Um, Aaron Donald, man, he took the game over. How when, about when he wrapped wrapped his hands right around old fucking Burroughs oh, shaft there <laughs> and just hauled him down on that third down? With one hand, he was falling back and grabs him and just like sumo tackles him. Yeah, he's a beast. I still think, I don't know if you remember the play of the first half when he pushes Burroughs out of bounds and this big offensive lineman, Prince, I think, comes over, pushes Donald. There's a bit of a melee. Woke him I don't up. know. We used to talk about letting the Ginla sleep and this and that. Well, Sedano to me, they Char. woke up the fucking Donald man, and he went, "I'm taking this bitch over." Because if all they needed was a field goal in the, in the fourth quarter, and I don't, and I think the, the Bengals would have won, but they couldn't get any points. Yeah, they were down. It was, it was the second down play on that last drive where he launched one. Yeah. You run that and you get yourself like to inches. You wear down the clock. I mean, it was to me they were. Um, they were in position. They're midfield. You got to find a way. Congrats, find a way. yeah. Congrats to staff, Matthew Stafford. We got to reach out to staff and see if he 
he did a podcast the next morning with his girlfriend or wife, I guess they did a podcast. He looked like he was just fucking hurting. He's like, I saw it on his Instagram or her Instagram. He's just like day after the Super Bowl. So oh, wow. he's doing podcasts. So maybe we can get stopped, but happy for him. You teed it up with him before I changed. I have not. No. Oh no. I met him at a restaurant one night with, 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 with Whitmore. Remember? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whitmore and, and Rusty are good buddies. We, this year at the Christmas party for discovery, um, he came in and he had a game like the next day. That Whitmore is a beast. complete beast. 16 years. Man of the year. M- M- man of the year. And he's done now. Go on, imagine going out just winning your last one. Fuck, that's got to be a good feeling. I know. What was my last one? I think I was like dash three or something. Who did he play? I think I <laughs> that's going out on a high. Eh? Oops. <laughs> I think I was dash two, turned a couple over. Up dog, halftime show. I thought personally it was unbelievable. I needed more Eminem though. Got to be honest. What are you saying? Lose yourself, you told me. I needed you more. Lose I, yourself. In I the needed more Eminem. But what did you think about it? I thought it was awesome. Um, I thought fucking, uh, what's his name? What's who is our boy? Fucking Dr. Dre. Snoop? Yeah, him and Fifty Cent coming out like to kick it <laughs> off. I was like, okay, this cents. is we're going here. Let's go. Fifty Cent's been on my meal plan. Eh? He's not. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, not yeah, exactly. Well, he was always a big boy. Was you he? can tell. He's not. Yeah, he was always with. ripped. But fuck, I mean, how do you keep that on? Yeah, as you get older, yeah, 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 yeah. he was fucking ripped. Um, Snoop, Snoop's the man. Snoop, man. He's he just killing. It. He's in his NFTs. He's fucking buying shit. He's skipped the dishes advertising. He's got it all. He doesn't he's age. He's killing he, it. He, in his he old age days. is pretty good too. Like he's in shape too. He skinny, looks like he's skinny, but he's like he looks always good for just a fucking yeah. stoner. Like I agree. He must be one of those stoners like Binger that just doesn't eat when they smoke weed. <laughs> right, Binger? Is that what you do? What's the secret, Ben? What's the how do you get skinnier smoking weed? What's the what's the secret? You gotta be productive when you smoke. That's right. So you get like a nice sativa and then you just go up dog style. How do you think I graduated college, Joe? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I might have to try that. He's on to something. I'll, no, be, I'll right. be walking right across the street to Chipotle is where I'd be going. So I I took a bet on um I took a prop bet that Eminem's hair was gonna be black or brown. Black, and he black wore or- a fucking hat, but his beard was brown. <laughs> so so they gave it to me. Oh, wow. And But you couldn't really see his fucking hair. And I even checked before. He was walking in. He was talking to Al Michaels, too. You saw that, yeah. I saw that there was an Instagram on it. And I'm like, what was his hair there? You can't tell. Yeah. But they gave me it. 500 for, I had to risk 700, win 500. Did you take, like, the Gatorade or the coin flip? I lost the Gatorade. I took yellow or green. Yellow or green. That was the worst odds. It was. Orange was the best. No. was it? No. Orange was plus 200. There was plus 700 for the blue. I know. Didn't Amanda say blue? She said blue, right? Amanda told us the blue. She gave us that on Saturday. I, I fucked up two things she gave us. And she told me to take two Cooper Cup to get a touchdown. And I fucking forgot to get that one in there. That was a lock. Yeah. How concussed was he at the end of the game? I felt bad for him. I know. He was done. Holy but that's fuck. Okay. He got drilled in the corner there. He's got some time to time to chill out. I did get OBJ for first touchdown of the game. You did? Plus 650. Wow. That's unbelievable. Plus six fifty. No, I had him and I had uh, Mixon to get one. So I, I you Mixie, know, I won. Mixy, Mixy. Okay, I'm going to say this about the refereeing. Okay, you go all fucking game, and then at the end you start hawking flags. Like, no wonder people think the NFL is fucking rigged. I get it. They missed the call on Ramsey Binger. It was a fucking face mask. They missed that. But the the pass interference holding call that they called on Hubbard, 55 on the Bengals, yeah. is not a penalty. Not even close. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was an unbelievable defensive play. No. He had his hand just on his hip, but he got up and was just 
I mean, he blocked it. He blocked it. So I, I love how all game, I, I was actually Flowers, I was texting Flowers, I'm like, isn't it great how there's no flags in this football game right now? And then at the very end, they just come storming out. So that pissed me off a little bit. And then Oppie, I just, I get it, these owners, I just don't get why they get the trophy first. It's not right. Come on, give it to the players first and then the owner. No, I, I, I think know. they're the only sport that does that. It's an elite thing. All these elites. Fuck. That's Let the cool. guys hold it who yeah. battled their asses off. Huh? I know. Like, come I on. I know you pay the guys. Give but. it to Cooper Cup first. The guy's concussed yeah, over there. The court doesn't know his name. Yeah, right? let him go. Yeah, let him go. Put an ice bag on his on his forehead after oh, that. Oh, he got popped hard, man. That's the hit they're trying to take out of the game. But um, Stan Crocky seems like a really good guy. He built the house, the Rams' house, and they, they got her done. So congratulations to them. Super Bowl commercials up. I thought the Austin Powers one was pretty cool. I don't know, old school. Wasn't it? Uh, Mini me. Yeah, it was mini me. Mini me, not us. Was it a Tesla commercial? What what was what was their commercial? <sighs> I don't know if it was a Tesla commercial. I had Izzy run around yeah. our boy Kevin's party. It was she was full on. She was yeah, I saw some she cute thought videos. she was in the Super Bowl, actually. And then there was another couple good ones that I saw, but the the the, the mini me one's the one that jumped out to me. But how much do they pay for those commercials? It's a crazy amount of money, I was assuming. Some million bucks. Yeah. Per commercial? Yeah. Wow. A lot of crypto. Tons a lot of crypto. Of crypto. Yeah, I think, whether we like it or not, we got to start talking. I think crypto you're on this right. Pod. I think it's coming if you like it or not, because that whole yeah, that was the majority of it was all crypto and NFTs. Yeah. But you just bought one, so you're ahead of the game, buddy. Mm. So, congratulations to the Rams. Binger's all fired up. He was at the game. Staff, congratulations. DraftKings, thank you again for having us. That setup at Tom's Watch Bar was legit, so that was fun. So, up dog, our first segment. Um, for all the final thoughts on the fellow tour, the fellow tour is going to continue. We will be in Nashville maybe once, maybe twice. The fellow tour is not over yet. The fellow tour with some more fella destinations to be announced. Yeah. At so some the point. fellow tour is still going. So Florida has got to be in there and maybe a trip to Canada at some point. Yeah. Canada. Are, are we welcome back? Fucking right. <laughs> Take that place over. Good life segment, NHL news and notes up. And this is something that, you know, I got to tune into because when I left, the Pittsburgh Penguins were not leading the Metro division. I pull up my iPad here that you got me at, at Hall Pass Media, and they're leading the Metro. So we we got to dive back into some hockey. First and foremost, I want to talk to you about the Brad Marchand suspension. Six games. Fuck. Oppie, I don't know. I just think this one is it's six too many. It's way too many. I know what happened last week, so bear with us, listeners, but it's something we wanted to talk about. I get it. He's got a track record. Was it stupid? Yeah, it was stupid. It was stupid. But six games? It's just like, Give stop me. being so stupid. That's that's the NHL's message. I mean, you punch him in the head, okay. Are you going to give him a concussion? I mean, no. But a lot of guys are pussies nowadays, so they might, you know, who knows? Might, yeah. You know, kid takes pucks in the head. Marchand gives him a punch in the head. You never know what happens. But the spear to the neck, and I say spear because, you know, the tip of his stick hits him in the neck one-handed. It's not that hard, but it doesn't look good. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's just a, you know what? We're making another example of you. You're the most suspended guy now in the history of the NHL. We can't be having you do this. This is twice in one game. Like, let, fucking tune it up. The if you want to go in, game. just go in and go in and run them. But you have to have the puck. Yeah. Like, bring the puck hard to the net and just run them over. <laughs> then you're not getting suspended. That's true. Right? It was a little stupid. I just, when I heard six, I was like, wow, that's a lot. And Updog, we talked about Barshawn earlier in the year, and you brought up his rap sheet. With that one, it's, it's eighth suspension makes him the most suspended player in NHL history, passing another friend of the show, Chris Pronger. Oh, wow. So Marshy just passed Chris Pronger for the most suspended player ever. 
two good. Do you think two good rats? Yeah. Do you think when I mean Marshawn's probably make a hundred bananas, but do you think when his career's done and he's sitting at one of his houses, he'd be like, "Fuck, I could have a whole other house somewhere." Like he could hit you up and be like, "I want something at Discovery." Oh, I got suspended ten times. I can't get it at Discovery because you know it's still gonna hurt him when he's done. A bit, don't you think? Or is he gonna make yeah, so much no, money? It that- does. I mean, I, I don't think he'll think like that. I think it'll be, yeah, probably just knowing him, you'd like to just have the record. Yeah. You now, something to put in your cap. But that's a lot of money. Uh, I would say it'd be more, um, it would be more stinger obes if it was a guy that didn't make a whole lot of money. Yeah. You know, a guy who is really working hard to provide for his family and he fucking. You know, he's leaving the game and he doesn't have a, you know, a house for his wife and kids. And the wife's sitting there, really? You had to spear the goalie in the fucking head and now we're, you know, we're yeah. out paychecks for the next three months. It reminds me of Trevor Gillies, who uh, I remember his wife, she's a sweetheart, a little Southern Belle from, from Georgia. She, Gillies would get suspended and she'd be like, Trevor, are you fucking kidding me? You know, so like a guy like that who was working so hard to get to the NHL, the Braves, you're, you're right, it, it, it stings them more. I just think like, it's a lot of money when you're making eight bananas, right? Six games? What do you get done, Princey? Do you know how much? I know the total. It's Six games, probably four hundred grand. He for, forfeited about a, a million and a half in all those suspensions. Oh, in all of them? Yeah, in all of them. I saw the stat. He's like, he's missed like twenty-eight well, games. Well, now, now the total. That didn't get you into discovery. It used to be your first suspension, Obi, was um, so. Say you get suspended two games, right? Yeah. Do you just pay on the game day? No, they would just charge you two days pay. So two game day pay. So two game day pays. Say out of one hundred and eighty eighty days. Now, on your second suspension or third, it goes to two games out of 82. So a much bigger check you got to write. So your first time offense, it's like two game, two days out of you know the whole year of you getting paid, which is a little, it's more um, diluted. Yeah. Then fucking they make an example and say, okay, you're getting six games. So his, his that suspension there was, was basically six days out of 82. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So it's it's only a million throughout his whole career. Million and a half, yeah. Ah, fuck. He can You're not that. getting in discovery for that. You're not even getting into Big Canyon for that. <laughs> You're not fuck. You might not be able to deal with. So never mind. Scratch you won't be able to go on the fella tour for that. For a million, much. yeah. You couldn't <laughs> hung out with us in Vegas for that. <laughs> Fucking Amex is about to explode there, Mister Curfew. I'm done. Went out to fill the car up. I was like, I hope this works here today. <laughs> I told him. <laughs> Uh, Marshawn, keep going. You're good for the game. I love it. Um, Wild Jets, fight night. Felino, Lowry, Greenway, and Dylan. Princey, we were watching this live, right? In, yeah. in Scottsdale. Uppy, yeah, I love this shit. I love Greenway, boys. But and I love I Dylan. love all these players involved in all this. Yeah. I love Marcus Felino. He got a little too excited to need the guy in the head at the end. There's no yeah. room for that in our game, and he would be the first to admit it, I'm sure. But Uppy, I don't even care about fighting much anymore. I want more body checking. But this, every now and then, I think it's great. I, we were fired up. Yeah, melees. Melees. Same time. I mean, and I love when two fights go on. Everyone starts looking at each other like, okay, are we going? Are we going? Are yeah, going? yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey? And then you're scared like, fuck, if I do fall, the linesman's not going to get in here, right? When there's two fights going yeah. on. Like, that's or just we- like, it's kind of that moment too, and I don't know if you've ever thought this, but if you if you kind of looked around and no one was really like looking at you, and if you, if you looked away, I kind of was like, am I going to get suckered? For I got sure. suckered once in junior like that. And so you know who was my coach? It was fucking... Uh, I think it was my old coach. Were you playing at Cantaloupes? Dean Evison. Wow. He was coaching the Vancouver Giants. And fucking, I was on Cantaloupes my last year. And fight breaks out, and it's kind of a scrum. And I get in the scrum, but now it's off. And I'm I'm just back from the NHL. And I get fucking cold clocked by some, some kid. And he's like, now he's on top of me, but we're wrestling. And I'm like, 
you, you piece of shit. Like what the fuck? He's like, I'm sorry, up dog. My fucking coach told me to do it. And sure enough, I get up and it's my old coach, Dean Evison, who's now fucking taking the Killing Minnesota you. wild to a fucking other place. And I looked at him and fuck you, Dino, you piece of shit. <laughs> fuck, I just heard you know, like, right. Yeah, of course. Um, so I remember that vividly, but in junior back then, I mean, if you didn't, if you didn't fucking stare yeah. a guy down, look in his eyes, like you could get clipped at any night. You had to really protect you, yourself. And if you went down, I remember my, in, in tier two, I was 16, I slipped on a stick in a line brawl and there was no linesman to come get him. And he just fucking laid the wood to me. Like, I mean, just fucking kept punching me and punching me and punching me. So I had a bench brawl. Scary. Did I ever tell you the bench brawl? No. Tell me. Fort Mac. We play uh Sherwood Park Crusaders in a, in a, you know, highly touted tilt and uh after a shootout obes yeah well actually after i scored in the shootout i come by and i do a little celly where i grab a bunch of snow and i just fucking toss it in the air eh? like i was a full degenerate and it was at home and then sure as shit two shooters later they go in and miss and our guy comes out like our we jump over the boards and our goalie's now coming out and the fucking guy who missed like skates back and like goes to hit the goalie and one of our guys just comes and tackles him and he spears him and it's on everyone the full fucking shootouts it turns into a melee <laughs> and so i'm looking around right i'm like fuck who do i grab and i get stuck with like some 19 year old guy who's way bigger than me but we're going toe-to-toe and like you just said slipping on sticks gloves yeah, jerseys scary. everything and i was getting i remember just like having my head like this and just getting smoked like now it's the top of my head and those fucking hurt and i remember calling murphy my fucking good buddy and my line mate at the time comes over and grabs him and starts pounding him right and i just go like this i hold my head and it's just pools of blood but i look around and i go clock a couple guys just for fun and come just off and fun. we it was a sunday night we had a massive team party and i remember getting stitched in the in the room after and the boys were just like up dog your first bench brawl like fuck now we're gonna go have a night right and i remember that night inviting all my friends to this party all my girlfriends and stuff and I just had one sore fucking noggin. Oh, one sore. Dude, noggin. I remember but, I went and watched London play King. I was drafted by Kingston and like, oh, let's go watch them play London. And it was John Erskine and these fucking. <laughs> anyways, there was a bench clear at the London at the old London Ice House, and I'm like 15 years old watching this game, and I'm thinking, do I really want any part of this fucking league? Like, are you crazy, crazy, full on full bench brawl at the old London Ice House. So, um. <laughs> Marcus Foligno, those boys. I was I was old school hockey. I love that kid. The Wild, man. They're fucking. They can play it any way you want to play it. Up dog. And that Greenway, well deserved contract extension. They're gonna be a tough Three out. Year deal. They're gonna be a tough yeah. out. Um, Upi Tukarask officially retires. We were kind of excited for the comeback. I guess it's just, you know this too, right? When you miss half a season, you know, and you're older, it's it's hard to come back, especially as a goalie, right? Like I just, it's kind of a bummer because I was looking forward to them to, to to play one more run for them. Because I think the Bees, they're sitting right now the fourth in the Atlantic, but I think once playoffs do start, if they do have a healthy Tuka Rass, they could have maybe went on one more run. I'm not saying they can't with the other two guys, but I guess it's just saying like it's hard to play catch up in the NHL. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and, and for, for them, you know, they do sit in this in this eighth seed. Uh, for them to kind of, you know, they're going to have to play Florida, Pittsburgh, Tampa. I mean... They, they got an uphill battle, right? Yeah. Getting in the playoffs and then getting out of the first round. But for me, I just like the story of it all. I like the way, you know, Tuca's been a, a B his whole life. He's been, um, you know, he's he's won. He's brought him to a cup final. He's just a guy, he, to me, he's just a guy that you want to see back in the game. And, and you know how much, you know, you know how hard he's worked. You know how much his teammates love him. He's a beauty. Sean Thornton loves him. Yeah. Guy just gets out there and jams on the drums and the guitar. He's a fucking beauty. Um so, you know, wishing him all the best in, 
in uh, whatever he decides to do. But I, I just I like older guys who kind of put it all out there to come back and, and compete. I love that. Yeah, me too. And he played 564 games. That's pretty good for a goalie. 352 shutouts. 308 wins. Vesna, good finish guy. So yeah, I was hoping to see him come back, but it's hard to play catch up. Tuka, great on. Congrats on a, on a great career, fella. Um, up dog, my boy Marty St. Louis is the interim head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. Um, I text Louis, congratulations. Uh, obviously, in typical Louis fashion, gets right back to me. Thanks, so I was looking forward to the challenge. Um, I wish him the best. I'm a little nervous for him because the Canadians are fucking terrible. But if anyone can do it, I think Mar- I always thought Marty would be a good coach just yeah. because he's like, first of all, he knows his exes knows as good as anyone. He's a passionate, fiery guy, but at the same time, he keeps it pretty. He keeps it pretty even keel. Like in the dressing room and stuff, like he'll joke around and stuff and have laughs. But when game's on, it's like game time. So I was always like, he would be a good head coach. I wish him the best of luck. I just hope, you know, I don't know how much they can judge off him this year. You know what I mean? Like does, is, if they don't play well, is it a fair shake for Marty St. Louis? Like I think he, if it doesn't go well, I think he deserves one year where he gets a training camp to come in and actually have his hockey club. You know what I mean? Yeah, they need a goalie. They need They need some help. They need some veteran help. Uh, they need, you know, fans back in the building. They need they need a lot in Montreal. Um, you know, you're going to be able to take that interim out of the title of this uh, of Marty's job here soon. I think they will give him a chance, Obes. And like you said, he's a great teacher. He was a great player. He knows the game well. Um, he wants to make his younger guys feel like they're important. You see, like, the first game, him grabbing Cole Caulfield and, and pumping him up and talking to him, and then Cole goes out, has a great game, scores a goal. Yeah. There, there are little things that he that he can do that's going to help this team kind of get out of a funk. We're on the same page, Ups, yeah. because um, Cole Caulfield, was, Marty was Cole's favorite player. Yeah. So that's well, they play alike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's... That's awesome for Cole yeah. Caulfield. I had that in my notes too, so we're on the same page with that. I think that's that's huge for a kid like that to listen to Marty, and Marty can help him as an undersized guy that's, you know, fast and can shoot the puck. Like you said, their their game is very similar. Um, but you're right; they need help. Montreal's not a great hockey team right now. Yeah, I just I I I get why they did it. Right, like it's when you want to mix it up. I just hope that they don't bring Marty in for this half a year, and you know, if things don't go well, then they bring somebody in next year. Like I think. As a player, obviously, he's a Hall of Famer. As a person, he's a Hall of Famer. I think he deserves this year and then the start of next year for sure where he comes. If he wants the job, right? Like, Princey has in our notes here, he was coaching his kids' peewee hockey team, right? Like, he, he loved being around his kids. I don't know how much he wants it, but I think it should be Marty's decision if he wants to do it full-time next year to give him a chance coming out of camp because you know what it's like. It's, it's different when you, you know, start the season with your group of guys ups. No, I do, Obes. Uh, but just like offensively, they need m- major help. Like Nick oh. Suzuki's leading the team, nine goals, 28 points. He's dashed 24. Like that's that's almost hard to do. Um, <laughs> you know, they get Jonathan Drouin back this year. He's having a half-decent year, six goals. They just traded Tyler Toffoli. It's nice that he got to move on back in his old spot. Um, you know, Mike Hoffman, eight goals. He's not doing much. Cole Caulfield, like three and seven. Um and then Brendan Gallagher, who's their heart and soul guy, is having an off year. But, you know, these guys battled hard last year, lost in a, in a heartbreak final. Um, you know, th- those that hangover is kind of hard to get over, especially when you're in Montreal and things are, you know, fuck, everything in Canada gets a little, little whack nowadays. But, um, you know, you just hope that this, this team, we need Montreal Canadiens to be a good hockey team in the NHL for, yeah. for the game, for the, you know, for the spirit of the game and for selling tickets and, and, uh, you know, Marty St. Louis to me is just, he's the right guy for the job. 
Yeah, he looks good. Behind. Oh, I lost my mic here. Oops. Hold on a sec. Oh. He's uh, looking good behind the bench. Good style. Saw his first couple games. Great suits. Take that mask off, though. Got to see the, see the smile. Couldn't see his face because of his stupid fucking mask. But his hair looked good. Tie, you know, silver fox. Marty, good looking cat. There's rumors that Vinny LeCavier will get involved, too. That would be unbelievable. Because obviously Vinny and Marty are, are great friends. Won a cup together in Tampa. Um, their relationship on the ice would work so well off the ice. Like... They're just, they're two great human beings. They're both ultra competitive. They've been through it together. So if you get Marty St. Louis and Vinny LeCavier involved with the Montreal Canadiens moving forward, um, you know, we talked about this, you know, we're going to get to it about the Anaheim Ducks and we're going to get to it later, but this is the type of stuff I think you bring in two legit guys like Marty St. Louis and Vinny LeCavier. Vinny's not confirmed yet, but I, I think it's a step in the right directions for the Habs. Um, I'm looking at their schedule here up, dog. They got St. Louis on Thursday. That's in St. Louis. No, at home, at home, at home. Still. They got Buffalo, though, on the 23rd. They could beat Buff. They could maybe beat Ottawa. I, I just, I hope Marty doesn't get judged too much on this this second half of the season is all I'm saying. I wish him the best of luck, and I, and I think it's the right move for them, Uppy. I agree, fella. Moving on to your Edmonton Oilers. Man, were you right about these guys. Um, I've been kind of saying it for a couple weeks, Uppy. About Dave Tippett, I thought I thought they should have fired him about a month ago. And you would come on this podcast or when we're playing golf or whatever, and be like, "No, no, it's not him. It's not him." And I'm not saying it was Dave. You know, you played for him. I've always had the utmost respect for him. But when things aren't going well, you know, it has to come down to the coaches. So, what were your thoughts on Tippett? And they hired Jay Woodcroft just as interim head coach, I believe. This guy, I don't even know who the fuck this guy is, to be honest with you. You had to tell me before the show, so. <clears throat> It's not the move I would have done if I was Kenny Holland. Yeah. I wouldn't have brought in Jay Woodcroft. But you told me he works with the young guys. Yeah. So, I I mean, listen, just to touch on Tip. Tip, yeah. uh, he hasn't had much success, like, in his last you know, 10 years of coaching. He's brought the Phoenix Coyotes to the, um, conference, you know, the conference final one year. Um, you know, he... He's got good X's and O's. O's. He's supposed to be a uh, defensive-minded coach. Really help like a team like work from their net out, and gotcha. hopefully just rely on their natural ability to score goals to to win hockey games. But keep lo- the goal scoring low. He never had great goaltending. He never got. He they didn't steal wins. I think I read a stat. Um, I was listening to your boy Coolis one day talk that you know the Edmonton Oilers had they have got. Uh, goaltending like 0.008 better fucking goaltending whatever it is yeah their saber percentages are like in the mid 850s oh, yeah had they have had they got just a little change in that they'd have eight more wins um so for me you don't get goaltending you know your guys are in a funk i watched Connor mcdavid's face at the at the all-star game i don't think he smiled tw- no, two I or know. three times he's not happy dry looks like he's not in his best mood either these guys aren't, they're not vibing. And, and unfortunately the coaches, you know, things fall back on the coaches. So, uh, talking about Jay Woodcroft, Jay was McClellan's assistant coach. He had him in San Jose and he brought him to Edmonton and, and Jay's a good players guy. He worked with all the younger guys, worked with the forward group. He got sent down to the, uh, Bakersfield Condors. Um, so he knows their younger generation in that, in that organization. And for me, if you're going to bring in an interim, Bring in a guy that's that is familiar with younger players, knows how to pump them up. Yeah, that's good. Connor just needs to know that he's gonna get he's gonna get some secondary help, you know. And so you got to get well, those they did guys. Well, last going. night, 
Um, Three nothing win in Ryan San Jose. Tipped one San Jose in. sucks. Yeah, San Jose. They're junk. <laughs> they do stink. Um, I would say this Jay Rudcroft, he kind of looks like Seth MacFarlane, this guy. You ever look at this yeah, guy? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He looks like Seth MacFarlane. Good so. guy. Great guy. So, Uppy, is he more of an offensive-minded coach? Or do you know what, Prince, do you know anything about this fucking guy? Is that his thing? Or is just he's he was with the he was the head coach for their minor league team in Bakersfield? So maybe they're thinking he no. can bring these young guys up? Honestly, no, I don't know as much as like as as you guys are saying. I kind of go on the uppy road here too. If he's just here for the young guys, that's that's all I know. I do know that he, I believe he was with the Wings in 08, so he's got a cup there. But not honestly, guys, not the choice I would have made either. But you know, that's not my team. Like Miko Kostinen is his his IR his numbers IRA. are actually better than I fucking thought of you. I mean, he's letting in three three goals a game. His saber says nine hundred. I thought it was lower than that. I think that's just improved for him. Actually, he played pretty good the last month. But there was a point where he was down in like the 880s, I want to say 890s. Typically, like I think in the NHL, you need like a 910 save percentage, don't you? Like a 905, 910, I think, good teams. I think at least that. Let's go to good teams here. But yeah, Kenny Holland's feel he was feeling the pressure. And, and well, I don't think no he's choice. ever really has he ever really fired a coach? Like he had Scotty Bowman, he had Mike Babcock. Oh, yeah, we you we talked about this. Remember, I don't K think he's ever had to fire a coach. Dave Lewis was the guy. Did he ever fire Dave Lewis? Remember, you're like, who's the guy with the skinny mustache? I don't know. I think Dave Lewis kind of came in. I don't know. When did Dave Lewis coach? So the Markstrom wins? has a nine twenty six save percentage. Just to put it in perspective for the boys here, two point two two point one two goals against. He's one of the best goalies in the league, Marky. Who is that, Markstrom? Yeah, let's go to Gibby's numbers. Gibby's got a nine two one with a two five four. He was an all star though, so maybe we're setting the bar a little high here. They've won just seven of their last twenty three games. Let's go to Thatcher that is, Demko. That's terrible. Thatcher Demko. He was an all star too. He's not going to work. Who's like an average goalie in the show? I don't fucking know. Woodcroft is Edmonton's ninth coach since 2009. Is that right? Ninth coach in 11 years. Wow. How many coaches does Connor have? Connor's had Hitch. He's had... Um, who did Hitch and just, I guess, just... McClellan. McClellan. Yeah. Todd McClellan, Ruth. Hitch. Who was before... Oh, yeah, no. To, what? Buckberger, Ralph. They should have brought Buckberger back in. That's who they should have brought in. I get, get him to ride the bike. Old Leatherface the back there. Bucky would have got these boys going. Cam Talbot's got a nine one five save percentage, two point seven eight. So, yeah, their goaltending hasn't been nearly good enough. But it's more to do with that. And I like Dave. I just thought, I mean, I guess why didn't you fire him a month ago? Like, why did you wait? I guess Kelly Hall knows more than me. But I was like, what's what's he waiting for here? They fucking. Lost I think he him. didn't want to fire him. He's just yeah. not that guy. Um, it's tough to fire a coach because I mean, you you brought the coach in. And so next have, is you, right? That's a big play. And you only have so many, yeah. You only have so many coaches' firings in your arsenal, in your yeah. up your sleeve. Especially when you have two of the best players in the world. Yeah. But you haven't been able to find a goalie, and that's the issue. They're still going to get in. You think? Yeah, they're fucking they're two, they get, they're two points behind the Kings with a game in hand. They're getting in. I thought they were just behind the Ducks or no. Ducks hockey. Ducks has got 49 games played, 55 points. So they got three games in hands on the Duckies. Yep. One game in hand on the – it's going to go – as much as this kills me to say, it's going to go Vegas, Calgary, Edmonton, Anaheim. And the only thing about that is the Central, they might get, uh, they might get five teams. Like I don't know if a wild card is going to end up coming from the Pacific or not. I, I hope, hope so. I hope it's the yeah. Ducks. I hope the Ducks get in. Yeah, we're pulling for the Ducks. Well, I hope the Ducks get in, but I, I can't see 
after Edmonton, everything they've been through up here this year. Like we've been, you know, I was all over the story how, how much I loving them. You were telling me weren't that they weren't that good, and you were right. And they fucking lost ten of twelve, and this and that. Fired the coach, and here February fifteenth, um, they said fifth, two, they fifth said, in the Pacific. They said two points out of a playoff spot. Yeah, so. Um, I think it's a good situ- situation for Jay uh, uh, Woodcroft. Best of luck to him, even though I still don't know who he is. Um, Pat Verbeek, name the GM of the Ducks. Congrats. Speaking of not who he is, uh, not knowing who he is. I mean, I don't know, Pat. Pat, if you're listening, me and Uppy, candidate. Yeah, candidate. There's a used one in there, heads up. Oh, no. Just say it to the left. Pat Verbeek, uh, if you're listening, me and Uppy, we live in Orange County. If you need anything, if you need our uh, expertise. You want to tee it up and talk hockey? Yeah, you want to play Big Canyon or you want some, you know, our insight, you know where to find us here at Hall Pass Media. But I don't know, Pat Verbeek, do you? No, no, I don't. I, I know guess, I used to wear a big visor. Yeah. Well, welding don't you? mask. <laughs> I was hoping Salati was dude. But anyways, they hired Scott Niedemeyer, um, special advisor to hockey operations. Great title, whatever the fuck that means. But Scotty, Scotty's a good guy to get involved there. That's like move, more over, move over president. I'm coming in. That's yeah. what that title means. More ex-players. Give me more ex-ducks that were there to win the cup. I still want Solani involved somehow. Um, I don't know if he will now with her beak being hired as GM, but I'm happy for Scott Niedermeyer. Norm's a great guy, a good pro, knows the game. Those are the guys that the ducks yeah. got to continue to get involved in my Yeah, opinion. he's the best fucking D-man other than Lidstrom to ever play the game. So I think I can agree. help. And he's a... He's a guy that loves this area, loves his kids, love the area. He means a lot to the organization. Scott Niedermeyer is the perfect man to have in the Ducks front office. Perfect man. I Guys agree. look up to him. The young kids still know he is, although they probably don't know how good he was. You think like Trevor Zegers knows how good Scott Niedermeyer was before? <laughs> probably not. Right? Like he's just out but of that But that kid's threshold. so like, he's such a beauty that Zegers probably doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? That's true. He's just such a beauty. Um, Norm, congratulations. Updog, Coyotes officially will play in a 5,000-seat arena right in the heart of ASU. Um, Felator. Felator will fucking be there for that. I think it's whatever. I mean, it can't get any worse. Maybe we should buy a box, fellow box. I mean, for the players, the only problem I have from an ex-player's perspective is escrow. But then people, I tweeted something about it, and people were like, well, Obi, they don't get anyone there now. They gave out free tickets. It's not going to change escrow. I think they're going to be able to fill the building and charge more for the tickets. So I think it's I think it's a semi-positive in, in a way. You do. I, I mean, yeah. Because I'd rather play in a, in a place that's a hard ticket to get then just be giving tickets away and driving all that way to go. I, I think it's a great fix. It could be a three-year fix for me, and I don't think it's it's going to cost them. They're going to make money. It's less rent. Mm-hmm. They're fucking probably getting free rent. I don't even know, but I think it works. I, I think it can't go anywhere but up. And I just know, don't want to see them leave. If you're a young guy coming into Arizona right now, fuck yeah, fucking stay single. <laughs> no Do shit. not bring your girlfriend to Tempe, buddy, all right? You're on the ASU campus. Playing in the show, if you can't get laid there, turn your dick in. Hey, Ups, turn it like, in. Hand think it about over. Scotty Upshaw at 21 years old, and they say, hey, Ups, you're going to play for the Arizona Coyotes. You're going to make one banana a year with a banana signing bonus, and you're going to live right on ASU campus, basically. <laughs> like, how do you think you would have done there? Like, it's a pretty good opportunity for young guys, too. If you Like, they're, they're to rebuild. Go have fun. I love Wear it. Wear a domer. <laughs> <laughs> Like we're going to Heads a game. Up. We're at hundred percent going to a game. Yeah, it's it's a great. It's going to be yeah. a great atmosphere. They're finally going to be able to show people around the league and in hockey and in that area that it works if they build the rink there. Hockey works. It's fucking great sport. It's a great live sport. Totally. Just don't build the fucking thing out in the boonies I'm for free. You. 
And I don't want that team to leave either. I'm with you. Scott, yeah. that area is great. We saw it, the waste management. There was fucking 400 million Canadians there. Mm-hmm. People come down there. It can work. You said it perfectly. Yeah. So anyways, ASU will be on the fellow tour next year. Um, big trade. Uh, we'll start with Princey here because we know he's all horned up about this one. He probably rubbed one out last night here to this one. <laughs> Tyler Tuck Foley, as our boy Tyler Broadway. Tyler Tug Foley. Tug going on Foley, a tug, Tugger. Princey is tugging it off. Back to the Flames for Tyler Pitlick. Uh, some prospect who gives a fuck. Uh, first rounder and a fifth rounder. Uh, Princey, what were, your, what were your thoughts before I give you my little uh, two cents on this, bud? <laughs> I thought it was a great move, guys. Honestly, uh, there's a Shocker. buzz around the city right now. Every Calgary sports out- outlet is giving it an A-plus trade. I mean, they gave up a little bit. The prospect is Emil Heineman. They got him in the Sam Bennett trade. They never actually signed him, so it's not it's not one of their prospects. So they got rid of him. Pitlick wasn't doing a damn thing. So they got some scoring. They've got they've got their top nine is perfect right now. Things are looking great. And the, the coolest thing about this is people don't realize the interactions that he's had with the Flames players. Like he was with Daryl in LA, with Trevor Lewis, he was with Lucic, he was with the Vancouver guys, Tanev, Markstrom. Um, I think Kirk Muller was his coach last year, so he's got a lot of familiarity with the team already. So I'm pumped, guys. I'm taking him in DraftKings tonight because he's going to go off. He's playing. Yeah, a little probably first-class flight in, old Luch grabbing him at the airport, Yeah, that's... reunited, probably sleeping in Luch's fucking second bedroom. Yeah. Maybe even let him sleep with him. I mean, that's that's where I was going to go with it, and I'll be – I was never in a position, you were in Florida where you were a leadership group, but I was never in the position to be a leadership group guy, but I always thought like around the trade deadline or this and that, like players are players. Well, lots of good players in the NHL, but why don't we bring in a guy that A, we know, that B, everyone likes, that C, we all get along, and this is icing on the cake that they want to stay on the cup together. So for me, do the Calgary Flames need more goal scoring? Absolutely. Can can, uh, Toffoli come in and, and, and score goals? Hopefully he can. But I like it from bringing in another guy with a Stanley Cup ring, that loves played for Sutter. Played for Sutter. Got Richie Lewis yeah. and Luch. So yeah, it's from, a no-brainer. From, from, from my perspective, I wish more GMs would look into the person and the situation coming into my dressing room more than just okay, we need a guy that's going to score goals. Yeah, Tafoli's going to score some goals for you too, but he's going to come in this dressing room and it's going to be an easy transition for him, and he's going to add another character to this dressing room. That, in my opinion, from talking to Maddie and Richie and watching the Flames play, they got something special in that room. And you know what we feel about dressing rooms, you know. I, I, yeah. And from that perspective, Uppy, I, I love this move for them. Yeah, I they're, love not, this they're not the Calgary Queens right now. They're the no. Calgary Kings. He doesn't make them any faster. He's not no, a fucking speedster down the wing. So He doesn't need to be. No. They got fucking Magna Pawnee. They got they Johnny got Hockey. Pawnee. By the way, Johnny Hockey's plus 36. They got Magna Pawnee with his crooked helmet. They plus 36, Pawnee. 39 apples. You get Marky in net making big saves. Yeah, I, I think all our boy Toffoli does needs to do is just park up look at what he did in the playoffs last year park up get you ready for shoot johnny finds everybody makes the right play maddie to chuck will be hanging out in front of the net they got a great team i love Maddie. i I love their team but you know we're we're, you know let's put are you scared they're not quick enough i don't think quick wins in the playoffs doesn't win i think toughness i think good goaltending i think fucking staying healthy win in the playoffs to me it's it's tough hockey the fucking you know the down backs down backs doesn't win in the playoffs the mountains don't win no the bob harley mountains i'm gonna say one thing around the flames put richardson in the fucking lineups a bit more here princey what is going on here i turn these games on he's not playing uh you know he's a great face-off guy what's going on up there what are they saying in the media up there why is richie not playing every night 
it's just because they're they're rolling right now, boys. Like they've won six in a row. Sutter doesn't tinker with the lineup. He won't even change the freaking goalie. Um, they've got a young guy, Adam Rizicka, who's playing with Lewis, and he's replacing uh, Richie on the yeah, bench. Yeah, he's, he's doing he's doing really well. Yeah, That's the yeah. Problem, I hear his though. name every time I watch. Uh, I watch him. He's terrible. He's no Richardson. <laughs> He's, he's terrible. No Richardson. I know that. I know that. I know that he's not, but they're rolling, boys, and Sutter's not going to change that. Well, I'm going to have to talk to Daryl because, listen, <laughs> I am i can't go all in. Even though I love Matty Kachuk and Luch and Monty, I, I need Richardson in the lineup to go all in. So, to Foley, congratulations. To. Congratulations to him. Good guy. Um, party with him a bit throughout the course of uh, – I used to see him in Manhattan. Yeah, you did. Bit. Yeah, yeah, good, good guy. guy. Holly, what do you like, Holly? What do you like – Big news here, up dog. Our boy, we just saw him in, uh, in Vegas. Jack Eichel will return Wednesday night. TNT. I will be on my couch with a glass of rouge. Bum, ba, da, bum. Ike's congratulations, man. I'm so fired up for this guy. He got um, uh, Todd Pickup a signed jersey. So thank you, Ike's. It's perfect timing. It was in Todd Pickup's locker today. Ike's is playing Wednesday. Up dog. Class um, act. This is awesome. This is awesome. Yeah, we're happy. Yeah. I hope uh, the people in Buffalo tune into this match and see what you're missing because you lost a good one, and he is now feeling good, look good. Uh, his attitude, it seems like it's in the right place, Obi. He's got to be so excited for this opportunity. Um, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, I mean, they can, if they're not a contender right now, I don't know who is. That's your squad, Ups. You've been Goaltending. saying it. You've been saying D. it. D. Fucking experience to play deep in the playoffs. I mean, they have it all. They're adding a hike, you know, and like, you know, you mentioned to him on the, I think people forget just how fucking dynamic and how big of a star Jack Eichel is. We are, we're about to, we're about to see something. Those strides, boys, he makes that. Fuck, he's got, I saw him at the practice game the other day. His stick is so long. The fact that he used to say up dog, so I don't know how, but it's so effortless. And his gliding is like faster than most guys yeah. go full speed. So, um, I just remember using those edges up. You like, yeah, we're, we're excited to see Jack Eichel. What numbers he wearing? I'm going to have to come over and watch that what game. What numbers Ike's wearing? I'm going to have to come watch that game. Nine. He's wearing nine. I what like are you nine. doing tomorrow? I'm going to have to come over to the pad and watch that with tomorrow, you. What's tomorrow? Wednesday. Wednesday. I'm going to have to watch I that. I got an MRI tomorrow. What you, MRI? Fuck, the fellow tour really got me. When you threw that golf ball in the green, eh? I got two MRIs on both knees. Up dog, I want to talk to you. Dancing. <laughs> Too much dancing. Mark Stone is going on long-term IR. Yeah. Um, so, which is great because, well, not great for Stoney, but it brings Eichels back, and it also is going to make room for Alex Martinez when he comes back. A lot of rumblings around the league that this is a little shady. It's fucking, they're doing the Kucherov thing. So, instead of this, hey, Gary, fuck off with the hard cap. Make it a luxury cap. Yeah, Vegas will pay. that's what they're Vegas doing will, anyways. Vegas will pay Phoenix Coyotes to but, build a better rink. Yeah, but Gary, all you're doing now is now you're taking Mark Stone, who's one of your fucking most recognizable people. Maybe his back is mangled. Maybe he does need surgery, and maybe I'm talking directly out of my ass. But if he's not and doesn't need surgery, he, he's not going to play the rest of the year, and he's going to come back and play off. So now people that are, are watching your sport don't Listen, get to see Mark Stone. There's going to be a lot of eyeballs on how Mark Stone's feeling. If Mark Stone starts skating and he looks good, Obi, there's going to be some red flags, and I'll just toss one right out of the pocket here. Red flag because this is something that's been going on for years since since the trade deadline. When I was in Philly, Danny Briere, we had league officials watching our practices to say, is Danny Briere healthy? Because if he is, he's got to play because you guys can't just keep him on long-term IR. It's illegal. So yeah. the teams are going to raise a stink. Last year, Kucherov had surgery. It was a different story. He waited that long. Maybe he was ready to come back a little early, but didn't. You know, when you sit uh, – a substantial player because of a you know whatever it is i know he has a bad back but if it's back spasms and you're going to sit him for two and a half months just so you stay under the cap 
don't think that these other teams like, you know, Colorado Avalanche and and these other teams that are, you know, they're in all win now mode are going to be okay with this. There's going to be, this is not, this is the beginning of a story that's not going to go away for a long, long time if Mark Stone does not play hockey. That's a great point by you. And it is a different situation because Kucherov was out the entire season. I get what you're saying. And now maybe, listen, maybe Kelly McCrimmon is just thinking, listen, Stoner, I'm going to put you on long-term IR till after the deadline. Well, he probably needs the rest. When's the deadline? Uh, Third week of March, I believe. March 21st? March 21st. So, so we got, got one month. M- month and a bit till the deadline. Yeah. It's a great point by you. It'll be something. I just think, listen, well, I'm an ex-player. I hate the fucking hard cap. I hate it. But I just think it's something that if teams are going to continue to do this, they're going to they're gonna find their way around it, Uppy. Right? It's like anything in life. They're going to find their way around it. So I think Gary and the league should talk to the owners and figure out, I don't know, I think there's a better answer than, yeah. than this is going on. But Ike's. Can't wait to watch you snap it, buddy. I will be taking that in on Wednesday night, TNT and the boys. Olympic hockey update. Here's my update. The red jerseys are terrible. The red Canadian jerseys are fucking terrible. Look at the lineup. Their lineup. No disrespect to the guys playing because I never played an Olympic. But the team that Princey put out there, you give us... Fuck, I would have needed a little bit more time, but... How long? Two months, Uppy? Yeah, two months. Two months of a full-on training your camp. back. Yeah, make sure your ankles are... My ankles are messed I, up. I think we beat them. I, I handedly. Handedly. I think them. I outperformed them all in a couple of those <laughs> matches I played. There. I, You know what? I chirped you, and I after I watched the game, and this is no... I played with some of those guys. Ben Street, great guy. Corbin Knight, good guy. I didn't see the windbag out there. I, don't I know did. If, did you? I did the first game. Okay. Well, I couldn't tell who was who because of the fucking black numbers on the red jerseys. I couldn't tell their name. I it's couldn't tell their terrible. numbers. Like, just go back to the old red and whites. It's terrible. Keep it simple. If you want a third one that's black, black jersey, fine. But red and white, white numbers, come on now. Um, they lost. T- I mean, I watched them play Team USA. They were fucking brutal. They lost 4-2. Um, anyways, to the women, here we go. Gold medal up you Wednesday night, Princey. Wednesday night. Wednesday night, yeah, it's uh, about nine o'clock my time, so eight o'clock your guys' time. Let's go, so. Canada! Come on, girls! Come yeah. on, baby! Come on, girls! They've been kicking the shit out of everyone. They beat Switzerland ten two or something. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, they're fired up, and they've already beat this, the Americans, right? Yeah. yeah. What do you guys want? What do you guys want to bet? We don't have to bet like Camus or anything, but we'll bet something maybe. Let's do the, let's do the bottle of Jamo. Bottle of Jamo or about bottle of Crown Royal. Ball of crown. Ball, ball of crown. crown royal. Ball, ball of crown, crown royal. Couple doobies. Girls, go get them Wednesday night. Fuck, good night. Hockey Wednesday night. Eichel's return. There's a big night tonight, too. We got a big night. A lot tonight. of hockey tonight. Oppie, we got to start watching some hockey. We've been out fucking dancing around, watching golf. We I watch watched some hockey. some hockey last night, actually. I did, too. I watched the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. I might as well take my $1,000, wipe my arse with it, and throw it in the backyard. Because You took Seattle? I Ooh. took them at plus 220. 240, they were plus a They got absolutely smoked. Toronto. Leafs a, have lost two in a row. End of a road trip. I thought maybe Seattle jumps on. Toronto's a wagon. Toronto's wagon. They're an offensive wagon. Jug- wagon. They're an offensive juggernaut. Juggernaut. Uh, milk carton presented by our good friends at Canadips Lip Boomers promo code Curfew Cali. We got a few things here. I'm going to put this on the NHL Skills Comp. I know it was a couple weeks ago. Haven't got a chance. The fact that Trevor Zegers did not win the uh, Skills Comp. Yeah. I'm putting John Ham and his long dong silver. <laughs> on Long the milk cone because he Hamm. gave Petro a 19 because they won the Stanley Cup in 2019. John Ham, I get it. You're a great ambassador for the game. But for me, as a guy that was at the skills competition, Trevor Zegers should have won that competition's hands down. So I'm putting John Ham and every other um, judge with respect 
on the milk carton. Zegers should have won that skills comp. It's a breakaway challenge. Yeah, and I'm going to just put what the hell is going on up in Canada on the milk carton. <laughs> Figure your shit out up there. <laughs> Fuck Christ. Are you putting Trudeau on it? He's on it. He's Come on. on. He, Where is he? He's missing. He's Step just, up. He should be on it. Go have a, you know. How do, how do you settle these things in uh, in the hockey world, Obes? You call a guy fucking face-to-face. Fuck face, you cross-check him. Cross yeah. Or you look him in the eyes and fucking you say, album. let's fucking go. <laughs> you asking you tell Trudeau you want to go over <laughs> <laughs> hey Trudeau off he wants to go you said it right just here. stop hiding and go say something go say hi to your people yeah drives and, me bonkers I agree and you know what actually I'm going to put the hot tub on the milk carton that's well been for, on the milk carton yeah I'm going to put it on there again because no I was cold. really disappointed we only got our we already got the cold tub I know we need 82 to warm up. the bones up yeah, he wouldn't be getting an MRI this week if that hot tub was working yeah I know I actually put that in the don't worry, yeah. I wrote it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. My Milk fucking carton. left hip, too, has been in one. Is it? Get in the pool, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to be able to golf Friday? Friday golf is on. I can't wait to golf again. I haven't even held a golf club. Golf? Actually, I did golf. Can you golf day. tomorrow? Oh, I'm looking to play tomorrow. MRI's tomorrow, bud. Oh, yeah, sure. MRI's tomorrow, and then, uh, you know, focus on uh, the big fella tour next weekend. Try to get that figured out. Okay. Milk Carton, presented by our good friends at Canada's Lip Boomer, promo code Curfew Cali. Updog, DraftKings, top titty winner. E. Murray, 19, 126 points. Took Mike Smith. All this chirping about Mike Smith. Took Smith. Wow. Stammer the hammer. Eberle. So E. Murray, 19, congratulations. Um, Updog from Max the Max got the cheat Max, codes man, going. You're fucking unbelievable. What kind of shit. cheat code well, you what, got there? Why don't you tell the boys? You're an like, Xbox guy or something. I tried to tell you in uh, Scottsdale. You said, no, no, no. Yeah, I'd save it for the show. Okay, what, what's you your secret? Go, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, strategy, when I look at a guy to put in my lineup, I just pull up his last few games and see how many points he's got in the last few games. If he's if he's all over the place, you know, high, low, high, low, stay away. If he's got two or three games above 10, above 15 points, slide him in my lineup. Wow. I don't get time for that. Wow. Hey. Instead of five minutes, it takes 10 minutes. You know? I know, so but he's even going 10, with... I got to, you know, rub one out. Or... <laughs> We're just lucky to get him fucking when we get on time. Max. I like that. So you're looking his last couple games. If he's been consistently getting a point or two or here or there, I like that. I like that. Good inside tip. Binger, 55. Tucker, 72. Brento, 83rd. Brento, up dog. Me and you got some Princey, man. Princey. You're <laughs> our fucking insider up there, bro. 129th <laughs> place. What happened? I feel like Jimmy right now. Like, there's nothing I can do. There's literally nothing I can do. I just need to get get one win and get it going. But I'm, I'm on a Jimmy streak right now. Well, that's top titty, baby. This week, up dog, we got Smashville, Nashville against Carolina, Florida Mini, Dallas, Chicago, LA, Vegas. So I may have to, you know, take Max's tips here and look into that. But off the top of my head, I just, I, I love Florida. Um, and probably Vegas. I'll probably pick some Vegas guys off the top of my head. But Maxie, thank you for the inside scoop. Uh, do we have the lock of the week here, boys? Or we sure do. Where is it? Up dog, take it away. It's next. Take her away, Saturday buddy. night lock of the week from the fella tour. There was no lock of the week last week, Obes, but we're back on it. I'm leading the charge nine and two. You're eight and three. Our boy Princey's six and five. He's working around that 500 <laughs> clock. I can't um, find it here, boys. Listen, we got Seattle at Calgary. Oh, here we go. That's a fucking no-brainer. Uh, Colorado at Buffalo. Edmonton at Winnipeg. That'll be a barn burner. Boston at Ottawa. St. Louis at the Maple Leafs. L.A. at Arizona. Still in Glendale. Not in that nice barn with all the young ladies. And Anaheim at Vancouver. 
Obi, you cannot pick Vancouver. Can't not that you would the there. Anyway. I will go ahead and take the Calgary Kings. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take them. I have not picked them yet. They're buzzing, and they got Seattle. And Seattle, I mean, they're just lucky they they can play a full 60 minutes and just you know put their skates on, but they're not really competing out there. So Calgary, thanks for the win. I'll go 10 and 2. Fuck, all right. Uh, Prince, you want, I'll, I'll jump in here. Uh, yeah, fuck. you go. I'm going to take the Toronto Maple Leafs at home against the St. Louis Blues and the Fact Daddy. Mm. I don't know. I just think there's going to be some fans back in the ACC. I think they're going to have 9,000. Like, what's the difference between 9,000 and 19? I guess 10,000. But um, Toronto Maple Leafs at home against Fact Daddy and the Blues. Good pick, Obes. I'm going to try to pick an easy one here, guys, because i got to try to climb up here. I'm going Boston Bruins at Ottawa Senators. Bruins at the Sens. I'm going with the Bruins. Lock of the Knights up, dog. You're, you're in first place, fella. Set Nine the tone. and two. Fella, fella, fella. Speaking of setting the tone, happy birthday to one of your former teammates. And I played one game with the him. hockey creature himself. 50 fucking years old. Yarmer Yager. Still playing. God, I remember when he walked in our room, I'm like, this motherfucker's old. <laughs> and he was, that was fucking eight years ago. Nine years ago? I don't know. This motherfucker's old. He was, and old. he still just like didn't want to leave the rink. He he wore the the you know the the ankle. He had like twelve, not the little ones, twelve yeah. pound ankle weights oh, around know. his his feet, walking around with his skates on, shooting fucking medicine balls against the wall, and doing reverse like dips. And I'm like, this guy's nuts. They used to leave the key for him in Dallas too. Like he goes yeah, skating. Yeah, yeah, they go skating at too. fucking like ten at night. How bad did that piss off the trainers? <laughs> well, you probably tipped them pretty good, but up is it like I don't know, man. Like, yeah, we missed the game the odd time, but is it like sad that Yogs is still playing at fifty and check? Like, is it sad or is it should we embrace it? Like, fuck, wow, he's still playing at fifty for the team that he owns in the Czech Republic. Like, I I, I, don't, I don't think sad is even close to the word. No, I, I, no? I don't think okay. it's sad. I think if the guy loves the game and you can still play, I mean, I would love to still play. You My would. body shut down. I love to still fucking play. Yeah. I love to compete. I love to just sweat. I love to fucking the taste and the sound of hockey. Like it's fucking great. Yeah. We miss that every day. I do. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's hard on your body. What I don't miss is like fucking tweaking my knee and then sitting with an ice bag on knowing I got six to eight weeks here to fucking rehab. That's the worst part of it down the stretch. But mm -hmm. buddy, there's nothing like, even if it's you out there with your buddies and you're competing for the case of beer to, you know, win after the game or it, I, know, you're, you're, I missed no, the competition. I okay. Let's talk about getting off the bus after playing fucking back to back and check and you have to unpack your bag and then you got practice the next day and then you got a bus four hours to play the next day. So he, he probably owns and plays on the power play and does whatever yeah, he wants. I like he doesn't imagine. back check. Like the, he's my, just hanging out. My last year in Austria, like granted, I wasn't in the shape that Yogs is probably in. <laughs> no, I wasn't. But like, fuck, it was a toll. Like man. he probably lives in his own house. Like you ride the bus, you play that night. I think. Do you it's think great. he flies to his own games? Like, I'd, no, have to, I'd, I'd have say to. he's just out there to try to make a statement. I'm gonna play till I'm sixty. Yeah, but I like you have a beautiful family, a beautiful daughter. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if he has that. Like, I think he's, so. That if that's where you want to add that's the sad kind of, part, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if he has a family yeah. or kids or. And I'm a single guy at 30. I, I don't know. <laughs> Lots of time for that, eh? Your guy. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's Tell crazy. Us it's that. crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> I we we we. I just liked when I played in Vancouver anytime Yogs would come in. I don't know what team he's playing for, but there'd be the same seven or eight guys that would dress up in all his jerseys. With the fucking Yager mullet. The Yager. And they'd get the just hammered. And you'd see Yogs come up for warm up and see him and he'd give him the Yager salute. 
So that was kind of what I thought about. Congra- happy birthday, Toby. Happy a legend. birthday, 50. His numbers, if he didn't have to go to the KHL to pay off his gambling debt that I think he had or something. He'd be smashed. He, he, he would have got 2,000 points. Yeah. yeah. So happy birthday to him. Um, I played one game with him. Did you play one? One game. Yeah. Did he pass you the biscuit? Did you get out there with him? No, but I He didn't he, give you one backdoor like I did. No, he didn't give me one backdoor like you did. He was so strong on the puck. He was, was talking was about freak, playing yeah. against him. Like when you went in the corner against him, like yeah, I wouldn't even try to go run him. He plays I, like uh, like Miko Ranton or yeah. like, uh, like a Leon Ranton Dreisaitl. plays like him. Yeah, Dreisaitl plays like him too. Yeah. That's right? a great Ranton is a great comparison. Totally. You're great at that game. Right? We should maybe bring that well, segment into our game in our podcast. Yeah. Well, because you can fire me questions like that. Who, who do you think? Because I know well, we'll I, I see on style. We'll bring, up, we'll, bring style up, yeah, yeah. we'll bring up a player. Maybe a segment before. Bring up a player. Uppy, who's you mind you of? Could be a fun little segment. Because yeah. a lot of guys, you're good at that. You, you, you bring up to like, like you said, Dreisel reminds you of Datsuk. I couldn't They're agree identical. more. identical. Yeah. Um, yeah. New segment for the boys. Yeah. Anyways, Updog, uh, great podcast. A little recap of everything. Good to be back in the studio with you. The fella tour will continue. Maxi Binger, thank you. Um, I was missing curfew, Updog. That is missing curfew.